As T's period plunges her into darkness, she hid under the covers all weekend long, pondering about her past relationships, and is now thinking, I fucked up! Do we leave our relationships too soon? (laughs) Are our grandparents right and we should quit all this breakup nonsense and stick with it? You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. That was great, A. Thank you. (laughs) This is episode 118. Okay. 118 of talking about sex and relationships, interviewing people. We've learned a lot. And we actually have a new product that's coming out. Uh, yeah, so yeah. excited. So I spent this last week shooting uh, how, a video series on how to give a mind-blowing sensual body rub. And as you guys uh, may, probably most of you know, I have spent seven years of my life uh, doing sensual body work. And that means naughty, naughty massage. Right. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people go, what does that mean? It means happy ending massage. I mean, essentially, but I always loved your work and admired it because I think you really come at it as I'm a an body artist. healer. Def- well, yes. Yeah. True. And it is a true art. And um, and actually, the videos are very, um, they're very funny. And fun is not a typical, boring how-to uh, shoot. Yeah, and one of the directors of Sketchy, yes, the so, online group, uh, directed this. Yeah, Shaylee Shackleford. I was so honored that she came on board with this project. So if you guys go to YouTube and, and um, Google Sketchy, they just they have yeah. like a million followers. It's like crazy, sketch awesome she. female yeah. sketch comedy, which was... Um, which was awesome. So she came on board. So you know it's going to be funny and going to have a little bit of pop to it. Yeah. Um, and uh, But helping us learn that skill set where we're all going, how do I connect more deeply with my partner? How do I turn them on more? Yeah. And, um, and how to really tap into the art of giving a central body rub. And so I'm, I broke it down. For and men and women. For men and women, and this is all going to be available to you before the holidays. It's in post right now, getting edited. So um, I look forward to really sharing like some of the behind scenes footage. We yeah. defiled some fruit. It's really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay, so on that note, if you guys want to find out more about it um, and get on the waiting list for it uh, or stay up to date with when we release it, uh, you can go to... You can, you can go to my website, stephanieallen.com slash massage. Yeah. And uh, sign up for the newsletter and I'll keep you updated with uh, with what. Yeah. What's happening and when you can get it. Yeah. If this sounds like something you guys want to do. So Stephanie Allen with a PH. Yes. Stephanie Allen dot com forward slash massage. Yes. Uh, Okay. so cool. We just wanted to let you all know that that is on the horizon for us and certainly new and exciting to be offering yeah, um our Stephanie's, yeah well and your your skill set that that you've mastered over the time and which led us to talking about a lot of the topics we have on the show yeah totally and today's show is a very honest show yeah so 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 t all right you yeah I think what's interesting is, based on your intro, um, you know, we had a guest on Sherry Winston, and I, I just adore her. She's great. And uh-huh. she uh, talked about uh, the menstrual cycle. The power of the period. Yes, power of the period. And so ever since then, and actually, oh, I don't want to leave out the one boyfriend I had who who gave me this book, uh, The Power of Now. A lot of people know it. It's a bestseller. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a bit in there where the guy talks about, um, Eckhart Tolle talks about uh, actually women's periods also and um and how it brings back the pain body Mm -hmm. and um 
And so whatever kind of experiences you've had that are kind of unresolved or traumas, that kind of thing, you're going to feel them or see them kind of during that time of your period. Totally. I right. totally go through this. Like, I'm, yeah, it's amazing yeah. what comes up. And it's always so helpful in the end. Right. So instead of resenting <laughs> our periods and thinking, why do I have to feel this pain? Yeah. Uh, taking the time to look into it will a make your periods moving forward better and b uh reveal things i mean and that's the point is you know yeah so so i i settled into it and i said you know i actually don't have a lot going on right you know things have been a little slower in a good way you know i'm like okay i have some time to myself so instead of you know reacting frustrated i was like oh i need to slow down and and take in whatever i'm feeling and I really wanted to take the time to analyze it. Yeah. And like hear what my body's saying. Yeah. And it brought back, I mean, some of it was like resentments. Some of it was, uh, yeah, anyway, resentments and, and seeing my past relationships. And I all of a sudden, one one of the mornings I woke up and went, oh, and it was <laughs> this idea of, uh, I mean, the words I'm going to use, like, like an investment. I mean, you're, you start a relationship, and if you're in it for five years... Like you were. Yeah, almost six, you know. Um, what kind of investment are you making? I mean, you've, you've invested into this relationship, and are you going to pull out now, or are you going to fix the problems? And the best analogy I can think of is, you know, this show that you and I do together. And so you and I have committed to each other. Yeah. I mean, you could say we haven't been together as long, right? It's so what, two. two years of the show. Right. Um, almost three. Well, I would say almost three because we yeah. started and then right. maybe took a break and, it, you know, but, you know, we've had turbulent moments or there's, you know. Oh, things. there's been some fights. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but fights. we get over it. Like we, we get through it. Right. And and also almost this commitment of, you know, we're not divorcing. Right. We're going to see like we it. We know through. that we're in it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. no matter what happens. Because the larger cause is bigger than ourselves. Right. Yeah. As individuals. I think that's yes. what's holding us here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. And, and, there's, um, and there's no question. You know, there's right. no insecurity about that either. Yeah. I think that's true. And um, and so I think it's, you know, who? Yeah. Like we're having we're hitting a wall and like we have to work through it. There, have to work you're, through right, it. you're right. There's no choice. And so (laughs) if I have that as a lens, it makes me look at my relationships. And then I go, okay, well, my family, my immediate family, my both of my parents walked away in their own relationships. And um, like you're like, what do you mean? Like your bat, your dad and your mom both wanted out. Well, multiple. Well, I guess I mean, they've 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 had multiple marriages and divorces. And um, and I always, you know, I always joke, look, you, if you've made a marriage and had children and it lasted for X number of years, that's a success, you know? And that's what I, I just had that conversation with someone. I would go, you know, my parents, 10 years, three kids. How is that not a success? That's great. You know, that's, that's bearing fruit. That's seeing an investment through. Uh, but I started to wonder, you know, my grandmother, you know, you always want to, I think as actually all of us, I mean, who doesn't roll their eyes at their grandparents? Like we're right. always making fun of the things that they say. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're like, Oh, crazy grandpa said this, you know, like, I mean, I will say my grandfather has a completely skewed view of like the economic system present day, you know, and like what means a lot of money. And I'm like, that won't get you anywhere today, you know? Ah. 
(laughs) (laughs) So he just doesn't purchase anything anymore. Yeah, for sure not. He likes long, long walks with ducks. He feeds the ducks and (laughs) plays the penny machines at the casino. It is it is kind of adorable. Simple life. He's content, frankly, does some gardening. Um, I'd be content, too, but I didn't have to worry about buying anything the rest of my life. I know. I know. Sometimes I think he might be the wisest of us all. I mean, the whole family calls him crazy. And I'm like, I think he's really peaceful at his heart. So crazy, (laughs) peaceful, wise grandfather is going to be the one we're rolling our eyes at. Right. Yes, we're rolling our eyes at him. Uh, No, but my grandmother, who's lived quite a journey, I mean, the Spanish Civil War, she has stories of, you know, the bridge collapsed, they had to climb all the way down. She remembers climbing through the rubble to get to the other side and, you know, Spain. And uh, anyway, finally makes her way to Colombia. I mean, full life, you know, just, you know, married together. Well, right. Well, my grandfather passed away a few years ago, but yeah, together the whole way. I mean, they got married when she was the early 20s mm-hmm. and then um and then five kids and uh and the whole way you and know your and they, mom's mom yeah yes my mom's mom and she you know they built a, a family company together my grandfather was an ophthalmologist an eye doctor and uh and she did kind of the business side of it and helped maintain the company anyway <laughs> i paint all this to say there is an example that so they walked the entire road together and when you get in conversation with her she tells these funny stories you know about how one time he invited her to the movies they're already married right they already have like one kid he invited her to the movies he doesn't show up he ends up like horsing around with his friends getting drunk yeah <gasps> he and, stood her up uh-huh uh-huh and he like arrives really late or something and she's like oh no <laughs> now you know I mean my family talks about her you know ruling with an iron fist I mean now I know her as cuddly grandma but apparently she was quite tough and um and she she said uh, he said let me make it up to you I'm so sorry I'm so sorry like next week I'm taking you the same time same day to that it's on she said great that sounds great she goes and then I made plans with someone else oh my god <laughs> there's that Latin spice oh yeah oh, I know so she intentionally says yes I'll be there and then I'm going to show you now of course I I mentally thought well that's not very mature oh, right right <laughs> that's sort of a um and but then again she was probably she was in her early twenties then you know and and this brings us to our issue which is the the tools we have to cope with the problems in our relationship and um to bring it back to me yeah (laughs) I'm I'm looking at my relationship going you know we ended up crashing and coming off the rails right it was like we didn't have the tools to cope with what we were facing we were both frustrated and stunted by our own shortcomings Mm -hmm. and I would say on both fronts Mm -hmm. and um and then, I mean, I guess I ultimately pulled out, but yeah. you could argue, you know, that he was doing things to kind of um, push me away also. Yeah, but I think it was you that was act- like you actively. I mean, I th- you're right. I think it was you that was actively like. I said, I'm not getting what I need. So expectations. Like, le- like left. Mm-hmm. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. But perhaps I was in a more precarious situation. Yes, I would say so. Right. So I made the tough choice. Right. <laughs> But let me say like you I mean so you're looking at this situation again because you're kind of in this vulnerable place in life and like so all the, like all these buttons and things are being pulled on and Yeah, I have to make some life changes of just daily life like right. finances that kind of thing. Yeah. Right, but yeah, I mean direction, you know, but like we all go through this especially as artists like you have to like Often we have to like come back down to the basics and reevaluate and like renegotiate pull where... all of our juices and like where are we going to put our energy and like it happens for sure. Yeah. Well, and, and maybe, yeah, all of us could do more of that. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess like, I mean, yes, do we? So you, I mean, you were, you, so she came over if I may, can I share this? Yeah. yeah. So you come over and like, 
you're like, oh, I just, you know, and to me, it's sounding like I should just, I should go back, you know, like I made a fucking big mistake and like, should I have just stuck it out with him? And like, I wouldn't be in this position and, you know, and we would be like, where would we be now had we just stuck it through and like, whatever, you know, yeah, gotten through the roadblocks. And I don't know. Right. And so to you, you're going, okay, you're great. You're scared and you're in like a crossroads. So now you're backpedaling. And I'm like, sure, I hear that. But like I said, if I'm listening to the echoes of my menstrual cycle, (laughs) um, what I, it's like, I don't know. Look, we do the show because it's where we get to analyze our lives and hopefully illuminate anything for you listening. And, um, and so I think, the study here is, you know, do I personally need to run back to my relationship? I don't know. But I do think that I was lacking tools. And I also didn't view it like this um, larger picture investment. I mean, I know I keep using that word, it sounds almost cold, because I feel like it has like a financial technical term. But it's like, what are the seeds you're planting? And, you know, did you wait for the sapling to grow into a tree? Or did you like scorch the earth? Yeah. There are cases where, you know, forests have to burn, right? To yeah. to rejuvenate. So I, there is that. You but. know, honestly, I have this debate a lot within myself. And like, like, I think about this too, because, we, you know, T and I, like we, <clears throat> I, with the, with the Italian that I've probably referenced. I mean, our on the show, show is really often, born out of, out of the these relationships. relationships. Yeah. Two people. Yes. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, that that is true. We were having deep Similar relationship conversations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, and sharing books. Mm-hmm. And but so I've thought about that often with him too. It's like, but but yeah, but all you know, it's like every man has been lovely and amazing in their own way, and it's like, okay, great. So I'm just gonna end this and start again and like get yeah. to know another person and like go through the whole rounds, and it's like. I've had those moments too where it's like, is this really the way it's supposed to go? Or or maybe not even supposed to go, but you're right. Like, am I missing something by just, you know, thinking of relationships as so interchangeable, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I will say this, the, the, it's true the relationships I've had all of them have shown me something new or taught me something or or these individuals had knowledge or information that me and said long-term partner didn't have I think that goes with that but and I hear you and I hear that 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 level of the argument and I'm not saying I'm for one or the other because I see both sides so I'm going to argue both sides here just (laughs) oh great like you know (laughs) but (laughs) but that's part of it I mean that's the point is it's always a debate but I anyway I think it's just interesting to 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 examine it from all these angles but before you walk away from a relationship what are you what investment did you make and what are you expecting out of it right but I hear that like what did you say you were saying the um I should use the phrase, what seeds did you plant? Hmm. No, what was it? What would you, I lost my train of thought. Oh. Because we got, you interrupted me. Oh, yeah. Well. <sighs> well, I don't Bane know. of my existence. About, yeah, I'm working on that. <laughs> <laughs> Character flaws. Um, 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 you. About, about the Italian and coming together in a relationship and. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Anyway. Um, no, my God. I totally lost okay, it. Okay. Well, no. anyway, the point, I, I guess it, it's, it's a debate. Like, are we, are we. Okay, so so do you feel like you could have, I guess, are you feeling, yeah, I mean, how do we know? You we can't, you can't, you no, don't you have a crystal know. ball and you can't go into the past, but. No, but I, you know what I liked? You were referring to kind of ancient times. Like if we go back in the time where people didn't live as long as we do now, right? I mean, we live a lot longer. 
So we have all these iterations. It's like you get a chance to do it again, and then you can do it again, and then you can, you know, the third time have perspective on the other two times that you did it. Um, but, and I could see, like, yes, like, that. so do we grow? Like, I, you, oh, this is my point. My point was, yes, I think no matter what, we're always going to get something out of any experience. So I hear that argument that's like, yes, well, I got something and I learned something from this person. They learned something. But that's going to happen regardless, like, period. Like, you can't live life without that happening. So is that really, like, a point that we should put on the scale? I don't know. This might be dovetailing a little bit, but I... (laughs) No, but I just think about how... um, our awareness is accelerating with the internet and like our ability to know things intellectually. Right. And so I go, okay. And this goes back to also like living longer and we have access to all this information. So we immediately understand like the nature of love and relationships and you could technically read all about it and know it. Right. But it's also like a or heightened awareness to me almost becomes like this interweb of, I mean, literally right. The interweb exists, but of, of, um, our external identity, right? And and it almost becomes like, how do you balance the two? Because you're, so now we're fighting to keep like an internal compass of like our identity and our value. And we're also being pulled more than ever into like a public communal sphere of what's normal and what behavior is is standard. Yes. Can you like decode that a little for me? Yeah. Um I think it I the reason I bring that up is because I think that there can be a loss of personal life of personal um self development and and I think that that like in the information you, world. Yeah. So like out of touch with ourselves? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, because because we're now more focused on like the like if we're if our inner like the way that we work right a human's identity it's always it's a balance between what others see in us and what we ourselves are and I think we forget that and sometimes you go well why do I care what other people think well the truth is you're always going to care what people think to some degree but it it shouldn't um be more than 50 percent if you will right like there it it needs to be balanced like a half half debate that but okay oh that it should be less yeah I mean maybe less but what what I'm saying is what Okay, let me say this. You have behavioral patterns. And if, say, 20 people are seeing the same thing and they're saying this about you and you go, I don't think that's true about oh, I me. See, I see. Yeah. Okay, well, but 20 people are seeing it. So right, what, right, right. what about your behavior is putting that energy true. out there? True, true. All right. How, how would you know that without that feedback? Right. You don't. Right. So, so you but can't that, not live without, fee- uh, without feedback. external feedback. Sure. And I think that we, we, there's tons of, you know, like Instagram cards and stuff like that going around now that kind of push this idea of like, don't care what anyone else thinks. It's always, you know, and I think that's coming from the place of because we're giving too much power to what other people say before we've even voiced our opinion or before we've even shown ourselves. Right. So I'm saying we have to find that balance. And right now there's even more pressure from external awareness. Mm-hmm. So we're losing, I would say we're losing the battle. So you're of balance. saying we're losing touch with ourselves. And so, um, so then we make less stable rooted choices and a stable rooted choice might be, I've committed to this relationship and planted seeds. And now I'm going to make those flower. I'm going to yeah. see the tree grow and flower. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing the tree. Grow. I'm, t- I'm trying to think. Okay. So, but here's the thing. If I think about, because I've actually had this thought where, you know, because I have thought about like, 
you know, yeah, am I messing up by just, am I missing something by just saying no to, to by, by ending this relationship and starting another one? But when, and so anyway, in when I'm thinking about this, like if I go back into my past relationships, like my first adult relationships, and it was like, if that was, if it was olden days, like this was the person I would have married when I was 19 and in college and old, you know, olden days, whatever, even in yeah, the forties, yeah, like fifties. No, but yeah. You, oh, I thought you meant way before that. No, no, no. I'm just saying it wasn't even that olden days, but like, right. yes, way before like, that. Even, like, yeah, totally. You know, like, okay. My first real, yeah. Again, I was 18, which is what? 19. 1800s, which isn't that far back either. Really? <laughs> no, that's true. That, so I, yeah, I mean, it's comical, but, but it's true. But so anyway, so if I think back to that person in that life and, and I mean, yeah, honestly, he's he was a good he's a great person and and solid and uh, total integrity, like a good human being. And I could totally have carved out a life with this person and had kids and whatever. But like I was a completely different person back then in the sense that like I don't I mean, sure, all the stuff that I who I am now was there, but like covered by so much, so many layers of shoulds you know and what i should cultural be doing. assumptions cultural assumptions yeah and then also i mean i guess his children were sort of like bundled in it and then put out into the world like here are some some ideas of how the world works yeah <laughs> good <unfortunately>. luck <laughs> but i think also but stuff i even put on myself you know and like just you know wanting approval and so going this direction and you know i was pre-med i was in i was um totally different track and very academic and um not orgasming because I wasn't in touch with myself. <laughs> well, that's a very good point. <laughs> well, maybe and, then it's uh, definitely worth walking yeah, away. <laughs> I, I, but, but I, you know, but I wasn't orgasming honestly for almost 10 years after that. Wow. Like, but, but, but it, you know, and for me, the biggest thing, this is totally dovetailing, but for me, the biggest thing was like the more in oh. touch with myself and the more I shed all those layers of shoulds and cultural whatever, then I finally found me and connected then I could connect during sex and orgasm you know yeah but anyway if I if I look at that relationship it's like yeah I could have stuck with that um but I was but I was a completely different person and would I have had the opportunity to have faced everything in life that I have faced to force me to shed those things would I have had that opportunity in that relationship with this person who was very comfortable in cultural norm like he's very corporate you know got married right out of college and yeah I don't know you know so I so in that sense I'm kind of like I I, right yeah maybe I just wouldn't have grown as much in life and it was back then I would have died earlier and I may have might have lived this very here's the question I mean you hope that you're in a life you hope you're in a relationship with someone that allows you to develop the way you want to that's true or or like here's you and and you guys are like great like let's develop the life we want you know for ourselves but sometimes right you run into someone where if I mean look in every relationship the other person's gonna go oh I don't think I'm into that. <laughs> like, I don't agree. Now, how forcefully do they say it? And does it shut you down from yeah. developing who you want to be? You know what? But here's a scary thing. Mm. I don't think I think he would have been supportive. That's right. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the scary thing I'm really thinking about. I'm like, fuck, no, I think he would have been really like, he was great. You know, he yeah. totally like he was he never gave me any indication that he wouldn't have. Right. Oh my God. Okay, we're going to take a this mini is break. Scary. I know, we're taking a mini oh break. Oh my God. And, hey, don't panic. We're going to come back <laughs> from the break and we're going to go back into why that is 
And uh, and hopefully this could be insight to our listeners. And if you guys are having some thoughts or reflecting on things, please share them with us. Uh, you can write us at advice at tatalksex.com. And you can go to stephanieallen.com slash massage to sign up for updates on when our new product, my how-to video series on how to blow someone's mind with just your touch through central massage. When those are coming out, they'll be perfect for the holiday season. We'll be right back. I'm T. And I'm A. And we're back with TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. Okay, we're talking about the really disconcerting uh, <laughs> idea of like, should we le- have left our partners? And of course, look, at the at the minimum, you live your life and you make decisions. Well, not, so, wait, let me just say, not just huh. any partners, but like this whole jumping around thing that mm-hmm. is modern love. Right. Okay. Which we've done plenty of and based yes. many of our shows on. Right. <laughs> And look, I've anyway, no regrets in that sense of like, it's all been fascinating and I've, and I've enjoyed it. Yeah, but it is just it's just questioning the mindset. Like, are we, you know, like, well, I think a couple of experiences have happened that are like distilling for me okay. into a narrative where I'm going, oh, and so I'm seeing this different picture that I didn't think I would ever see. Right, right. <laughs> About, you know, like I'm saying, planting a seed and seeing like the the long term benefits of it. Right. Like the roots and then the tree and then this whole yeah the things that beautiful community and then it's like the italian family and yeah i feel like my grandmother as she's getting older is starting to clamor about that more and she that these are this is like her main comment of as of late is like family is nice (laughs) you know it's like i you know i had five kids that's why all of you are here and you know that's why i get to enjoy like traveling all over the u.s to see all my different kids and it's like yeah that's that's a huge family tree uh but I wanted to pick up on what you were saying, A, about the boy, the first boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of mine. And um, and I just thought about kind of the, the journey of like, he and I, I mean, we were, he was living in Japan and I was in, I had lived in Japan and then I moved to New York back to go to school. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, that's impossible. I'm not making any commitment. But he would dutifully send me these packages, these love packages, you know, care packages and was totally open to, I think, making something work. And I was just like, that's crazy. I'm not going to commit. Mm-hmm. And then and then it frankly was my first heartbreak, you know, because it was the first person I'd really loved mm-hmm. and let myself love. Um And again, I think there was a sense of, you know, we're from very different worlds and we want different things. How could this ever work? But I didn't I didn't allow myself to try. Well, maybe you did. But I think that you wouldn't allow yourself to try if you know that you want very different things. That just sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. (laughs) That's a good point. So so in some ways you could say that's the short term. That was a short term. And then. Well, I mean, do you want the same things? That's a fundamental, like, why would you force yourself together just out of principle if you don't want the same things? Can I just say that I think that, and we, we touched on this earlier when we were talking about, but, um, we get shit relationship advice. I mean, bless my mother, rest her soul. But I, I feel like of all of my friends, my friends would always come to the house and we, like my mom would counsel them all, you know? So Mm -hmm. I feel like if, I, I, if anybody in my friend circle growing up got good advice, it was probably me, you know, from my mom, but still like you don't hear 
my mom had the same mentality yeah. as like the rest of culture for the most they're part. They're almost you know? cliche. Yeah, but it's like and not fully fleshed out. Yeah. Okay. So so here's what you get from your parents. Your parents say, you know, when it comes to finding a partner and marrying someone, you need to find someone who loves you for you. Let's just take a pause for a second. <laughs> exactly. You laugh. You need to find someone. This is a, this is a noble. This is a beautiful thing. You need to find someone who loves you for you. I but you're agree. always changing. True. True. And so my question is, that sounds beautiful, but what the fuck does that mean? You know, and when you're a teenager or a young adult and you're looking at the world and you're looking at partners and find someone who loves me for me, like we need more concrete advice. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, so I was thinking about this and I'm like, like, and I think I shared this on a show recently, but like one of the key factors after all these years of figuring out for myself, <laughs> you know, and like, had I had a parent who was wise and could have just maybe said this, like for me, you're right. Like if the number one thing for me is finding a partner who is able to grow with me, because I know that I'm not going to be, um, oh wait, is static the right word or static means yeah, changing. Yeah, I know you could say I'm not gonna, yeah, yeah like, you're not going to stay where you are. Right. Like I'm always going to be shifting, you know, because, yeah. because I, uh, I do grow and I do explore and, and I hope my partner does that too. But, but yeah, like, so in order to find someone who's going to be on this, who's going to value that kind of growth with me and be able to do it themselves, they need to be able to see their own stuff. They need to value that and they need to be willing to, face the scary monsters inside you know so you know what i thought was interesting is but, i've always said that like, too yeah okay oh I mean, like why didn't like why like my i never heard that from my mom yeah you're or my right parents. you're right you know what i mean I didn't either like you're absolutely right i didn't ever and, hear and that you may hear you may you want to find someone you can grow with but that's very blanket like what does that mean right you know how do you how do you know that what's you found someone exactly the practical application exactly like what's the pinpoint and it's like well, right. Okay. And, and then the question is, can you read it? Can you gain knowledge? Or do you have to walk the road yourself to actually learn it? You can. Well, have, I think because we're constantly rolling our eyes at our elders. Yeah. You know, maybe we're not if, getting enough good info. Right. Well, either we're not getting good info because our elders have fallen to the wayside or we or the, don't value them yeah, anymore. The importance that we give them. I think that the I think our fear is like the, if the compass is off yes. and our compass is our family roots. Yes. Which most of our family roots are. How do, how do we navigate ourselves? <laughs> True. Like, I honestly, I haven't had faith in my elders. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking about this and I'm like, but then you, but you, you know, but then your crazy grandfather who's at peace and yeah. well, bless his soul too. He's going on. But like, and you're, I mean, uh, no, that grandfather's still alive. The one oh, I, oh, oh, great. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, no, no, still peacefully walking, walking, uh, with yeah, the walking the neighborhood and feeding the ducks. Can I say that <laughs> the most sound relationship advice I've ever got uh, was from, and, I, and I've and i mentioned it before, but the, the Santa Claus body worker in Malibu that I okay, went to go yeah. see twice. Why do you call him Santa Claus? Because he looks like freaking Santa Claus. Okay, just clarifying because it's funny for our listeners. <laughs> because he really, but like, but like. It's so like he he lives in Oregon or Washington, like in the fucking sticks, right? Mm -hmm. On a farm with his beautiful Santa Claus wife, Mrs. Claus she wife. She looks like Mrs. Claus? Yeah. Yes. They both have ready cheeks? Yes. And are they and, plump? Yes, but Cute. not overly plump. Yeah, and right. he has no, this white hair and white beard. He's like a bear mountain man, Santa Claus man. <laughs> and they live oh, on their oh, farm oh. with their two kids, a girl and a boy, and they're... I mean, they're older. The kids are, 
you know, probably at this point, like upper 20s, you know, mm-hmm. but they all live on the land together and they farm and they and they eat all the food together and they probably churn their own butter, you know, like they do everything. And he is this amazing acupuncturist body worker. And he comes down to Malibu every whatever and has like a following that they just pour in and he heals them and it's great yeah, work with them. Sure. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, so I, I saw I, a friend told me to go to him. So I went to him twice and he's he's the kind of guy who like he will just talk your ear off when you're on the table. Like literally you're there for like four hours. Okay. And so, and he said, and I was going through all this relationship with the Italian. I was going through all this relationship stuff with the Italian Mm -hmm. and contemplating leaving or going or whatever. Yeah. And he would say, he was like, um, he was telling me, (laughs) well, I totally rolled my eyes at him. And now like his advice comes creeping and like knocking at my door. (laughs) And I'm like, in your darkest hours of your menstrual cycle (laughs) (laughs) but um unfortunately i do not remember his exact questions but he said listen when you think that you've met a partner he's like you need there's these 10 questions you need to ask them and i am very tempted to email him and say could you please email me your list of questions but i completely ignored you next week's class i thought you were just a crazy old country man who like didn't know what he was talking about Mm. I know, I know. <laughs> so he had this list of 10 questions. The bottom line was, the bottom, bottom line was, if the world were falling apart, like apocalypse now, who would you want by your side? <gasps> so here's the thing, though. I would love it the Italian to be at my side because he's so good with all that stuff. He's so smart with taking care of business and like we would totally survive so for in a survival sense, yes, that would be amazing. Right, but, but we don't actually live in an apocalyptic. We don't. We don't. I, we live more in an emotional apocalyptic. Like if it was the emotional apocalypse of Stephanie, uh-huh. I would not want him by my side. Because he, he, he doesn't, he's not emotionally competent. Like oh. I don't, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. don't. I, I can't don't feel like I can yeah, talk with him. But aren't these where the this is the tool shed that I'm talking about? And I had a funny moment because I go, OK, I had conflicts with my partner. And sometimes I suffer from a little cowardice where I will hide instead of instead of roaring like the lion. I mean, I'm a Leo. I should stand up and roar. Um, instead, I'm like, isn't it? Isn't it like this? I think that's one of the jokes of the lion's afraid of the mouse. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So like the little mouse comes out. I'm like, oh, like I, I have a big voice until I don't you know? <laughs> until I'm hiding. And so, you know, I had a partner who who expressed his this is a, I think it's a male thing because I had another I guess it, all different types. But uh, I had a male friend who also said almost it sounded very similar to my ex's perspective, um, which was like, well, I'm just getting. I have to exercise my voice like I'm upset emotionally so I I vocalize it and then I feel better. But yeah. when you're the on the receiving end of that, yeah. It's I would say borderline abusive and and it is. Yeah, for sure. It's not I, not okay to to yell to just at the all over exactly. people. Yeah. Right, so you have to find another way to channel that and or I don't know, scream in the bathroom or something, but you yeah, know. I mean that's emotional. Like, yeah, just because you have chemicals running through your body doesn't mean you have a liberty to like, yeah. Well, and but I wonder if that whatever. I wonder if that um, what we're talking about emotional containment is kind of our modern issue. Like, I think there probably is a time and place because we. What do I want to say? I almost wonder if I'm wrong to go. Well, no, you can't roar. You know, I, I would. Well, on, look, I'll. Uh, I know I just I think that you're right 
my original the original that it's abusive yeah because i've been there i've been on the abusive side where like when i was younger um this is something i really had to learn because i had three brothers and from the in you t you and i talk about we were both sort of um bullied but also when i was really young six i was a terror like i would oh right that you were i was that we were the bullies yes right and um (laughs) (laughs) i was a little bit of a bully (laughs) but i I mean i was really filled with a lot of anger when i was a little kid yeah some stuff that was going on at home but oh really um, yeah yeah but i but i didn't this didn't come i didn't remember this until it came up in a healing session can you share what was happening at home um, like marriage problems yeah or? my mom and dad were and i was my mom's best 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 friend yeah. and i was so close with her and she and my dad like my dad was dealing with a lot of emotional problems like we're talking Not about processing. he was spewing no he was like the lion and he would roar he had anger issues uh-huh. and um he would yell a lot and he would just barf all his emotions and anger out and it was totally infecting all of us kids mm-hmm. and um and he was uh he was putting it on my mom yeah and and he would even he was even starting to physically take it out on my oldest brother who was 10 years old so he was like a teenager and my mom was not having for that right, having that right. at all Drawing you know a line. so like um so, but there was a lot of that energy going on and so i think i was like really absorbed that as a kid and didn't yeah. know how to like process that's, it yeah and i i've talked so, about this it came out for me so with that's one example why you should not spew all over like the damage it can yeah it can create well and um and for me i was gonna say with ayahuasca what came out was the the issue of i i realized how much i was carrying my mom's story too and i felt like i had to protect and defend her yeah and i think right. that was happening while i was in her womb and Probably, i know that starts sure. getting like woo woo or whatever for people no, but i totally agree. yeah like my parents marriage was already falling apart and i was like born into that oh. and then they decided to break up kind of shortly after you know yeah yeah so um and then and also with me I carried that through like I when I was young and throughout a teenager I would get emotionally reactive like my dad like I had a short fuse and um and I felt like entitled right you know it's like well I'm feeling this way like I need to let it out something made me feel this way, right like I can't just would you want me to just bottle it up that's not healthy you know (laughs) is what I would think yeah and and um but no I totally had to learn actually it was my relationship with um Stuart who's been on air a couple times who yeah who's been my roommate um and we're now just really good friends but But you were in a relationship relationship with him because he's so 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 sensitive and he comes like all I knew was my family and he and he like he come he was an only child like we came from such opposite spectrums so for him like me reacting that way was just to- so overwhelming he would shut down totally right and so you were like, like you oh can't. this doesn't work but also it was very, it was like it was like social integration it's like this is not normal like you like mm-hmm. yelling yeah. in this capacity or being this outrageous is not normal Normal. like you're you know what I mean like Uh you yeah well it's funny because I I really had to learn I told my ex that there was a defining moment early in the relationship where it was like over eating too much Nutella or something like I ate all of his Nutella (laughs) I almost forgot this happened but he was irate because it disrupted his morning routine (laughs) and he and he freaked out and was having a tantrum basically about how inconsiderate I am and like yelling 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 and I I was like time out (laughs) and I said if we're already at this octave this early I said we should we should stop now because I I was like that is not normal basically like that was the word this isn't normal um but this brings me to my point and we're gonna take a break (laughs) I know but uh, (laughs) I totally got but I I know it's like getting exciting uh but I I 
this brings me to my issue of where I go, okay, here we are talking about people who consistently have certain emotional blockages or um, aren't coping well with the stresses in their life, which brings us back to the fact that it doesn't feel like our culture is really cultivating skills for coping. And so then we are abusing each other. And then I go... Or we just throw them out yeah. and start new. Well, no, because we're abusing each other, we throw it out. Because we go, this isn't working. Yeah, we're all, but we're also not communicating also. Yeah, because we don't have the tools. And mm. the tools are the coping mechanisms. Mm. Where And so part of me goes, okay, I had this partner who would get aggressive and then I would become a small mouse and go, well, he's, well, well what if I did roar back? And I asserted and I said, well, you're out of line, out of bounds, time out, you know, and like, and it's a game and I know and I'm addressing it and I feel empowered to play this game, the game of a relationship that we're committing in this journey. If I come at Say it that, that again, way, the power of the relationship yeah. of the empowered to play the game uh-huh. of a relationship that we're committing to. Right. So everything is structured. Do everything has rules. Everything has a timeout. Everything has. Right. If we view it that way. OK. Do, let me ask you, do you think you had you been married, let's say like which I would say that is like a more committed thing. Right. Do you think you would have reacted differently? Entitled to stand up and roar. Really? I don't know. Oh, you're at, Yeah, I, I'm asking. Would I have felt that entitlement? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I think maybe that's the power of marriage. Maybe it is saying, hey, we're creating a bond. Like we're and in we're this equals. and it has to work and this isn't working for me. So right. Well, and because like we're married, we're e- in the sand. because we're married, we're equals. But, I don't know. That's wait, interesting. Wait, that's interesting. Because we're married, we're equals, whereas you're not equals if you're not. Oh, that's a good point. Ooh. No, well, you are equal. Oh. I know, I know. But what I'm saying is you, you're right. Marriage kind of is, is a, a commitment to playing the game. You're saying, yeah, I'm ready to. Whereas before that, this is sort of where, you know, okay, other adult advice I get is, well, look, if he hasn't put a ring on it, it's not a commitment. You know, you can do what you want. I hear that a lot from women present day. And I'm not sure that that's so healthy. What if you don't, you don't have a ring on it, you can do what you want? Yeah. And oh, I'm for sure. It's like, I, yeah, I'm like, mm. I mean, tr- true. Like, yeah, it's not a commitment, and but but you're not working towards a stronger bond if you aren't taking that person seriously, yeah. or you're, or if you're not right. prioritizing that person. True. Yeah, and, and he's if not going to want to put a ring on it if you're not <laughs> right, and if you're not, and if you don't want to prioritize them, then then that's important to know and identify as well, right? That's saying, hey, I'm not ready to, I'm not looking for a long term partner, I'm not looking to get married, I'm not in making that investment. Okay, and all this marriage talk brings up another point to all of yeah. this, which is the whole point of monogamy. And we could go, we could spend like <laughs> a lifetime probably discussing well, yeah. monogamy and commitment. But it does bring up like, it's so this this like issue, this freaking rabbit hole, um, you know, of like why you know why we commit like like if you know we were talking about olden days it's like okay well yeah but in the olden days as a woman like i would need to find a husband and i would need to well by the way didn't have all the rights and weren't an equal exactly because i because i wasn't an equal and 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 exactly all those for survival okay so now that that's different can does that give us more liberty to play hopscotch or you know yeah and right right with does that, relationships has that, has that entirely shifted the paradigm of the marriage structure and like why we why we build roots with one person yes and walk a road i think it has okay we're taking a break and we're gonna come back and talk about that <laughs> okay. uh 
Okay, you're talking or you're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. And uh, be sure to write us at advice at TATalkSex.com to get in your questions for the end of the month episode. Advice episode. Um, And and any thoughts you have, you can share even about the episodes you have listened to. And we'll talk about those on the end of the month as well. And don't forget to go to stephanieallen.com slash massage to sign up for updates on when my new how-to series on how to give a central massage will be ready and available for you. And I've definitely felt uh, your magic touch. So, <laughs> And if T likes my magic touch, you know you will. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's great information. So I'm excited for that to come out uh, just before the holidays. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we are going to take a break now. So you've been listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. We're back with TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. We're talking about the very complicated <laughs> reflections of the past, which could make you crazy, but we're going to try and make it constructive. <laughs> Not try. We are making it constructive. <laughs> uh, I So I was thinking, I actually had a very interesting trip to um, Nashville, and I connected with a friend who's training to become a pastor as a woman. And, um, and we ended up talking I mean we now had very different lives you know Uh, and I now talk very openly about sex and not you know creating monogamous structures and um, and she has gone that other way but I think all of the same goal of of tapping into your strength as a human and like Mm -hmm. being the best version of yourself and um and something that I came up with in conversation with her was this idea of like when you do have sex with someone you are giving them access to your sexual power and your energy. But but more than your sexual power is almost like your central energy source in you, right? in well, your body. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe specifically as a woman because you're letting someone enter. No, I would say for both. Yeah, I think yeah. men as well. It's, a, it's a, like a very carnal, uh, what, what do I want to say? Fundamental, creative resource yes exactly and and it yeah it's like it is your power center like that's all i can say is that and i guess the kundalini creative center yeah yeah kundalini energy like is kind of referring to that right yeah are we yeah well anyway it's okay but yes but yes i mean it starts in the root and goes upward right so i started thinking about it and through the conversation with someone who is a pastor that is married and kind of doing a more traditional thing Mm -hmm. looking at her and having that conversation made me go you know when you let someone when you decide to let someone into that center um they they are what do i want to say um you are entrusting them with your identity and you are uh creating possible influence like they they are commingling with your energy and they either they generally are bringing more energy to it through the act of sex i would say but depends but it made me think about when who you decide to let in in that way i guess who do you let into your creative energetic power center right like and and why and are they serving you like is it Mm -hmm. is it positive growth Mm -hmm. because 
because that's what you're doing. You're letting, because when you have sex, right, when you have sex and they hit certain, so we talk about body work and like massaging that pelvic area as a woman and creating release in the muscles and how that'll can trigger certain memories or um, it can make you laugh. It can make you cry, right? And sometimes you cry because you're releasing emotional things from the past. I mean, all of this is coming from that act of sex, right? So so back to that idea of, you know, as a woman, you're going to orgasm when you feel trust when you and trust because you feel safe with that person you're having sex with. And but more than safe, I think it's like you're completely vulnerable in, in exposing yourself. So us, I would say surrender. Is, yes. is that a right? Is that uh-huh. yeah. yeah, that's great. That's great. Exactly. But, but, but you're letting go of control. You're letting go of the reins. You're opening your, you know, yeah, and I would say, um, right. So if you aren't kind of, you, I feel like that's at its at its at its greatest power. That's what it can be, right? Mm-hmm. And we've all we've all had sex that's forgettable, or I don't know if we all have. Some people have it, but <laughs> <laughs> if you're not having a lot of sex, maybe. Uh, but look, I've had experiences where they're forgettable. They maybe don't leave that much of an imprint. It happened. Da da da. I mean, they're always interesting. Uh, they always, you know, it's a social interaction. But I agree with you. I think there are different levels. You know, of access, of access, and um, but at its best version, right? You're letting in someone who's going to uh, benefit you, hopefully, right? That, that's the thing. Hopefully. So you could argue. You, so when I look at someone like a, with pastor that values marriage and these kinds of family structures, I feel like she also understood it in the same way. Of like, you're choosing someone who is going to have access to your power center, and. And that person has their best, has your best interest in mind. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I thought that was like, you know. Beautiful. Yeah. Right. Right. It's the essence of dominance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In its best form. In, and, and I think it's greatest potential. Uh-huh. Um, and I think, you know, life is long and we end up having a lot of different experiences. And so, you know, does the way that we've created, you know, our culture created a marriage structure work for everyone? Not necessarily, but... Um, but I, I don't know. I, I guess I just go, look, if we develop all these tools and skill sets, then maybe we can make these structures work better for us than they are right now. I hear you because it sounds like there's a lot of, um, kind of cutting oppor- and running. Yeah. Missed opportunities of almost. growth. Yeah. Yes. I totally agree. I feel like, um, and, and sort of stubbornness also of like, um, a lack of willingness to look at stuff and this is how I am and who I am. And, um, well, and I was going to say, you're right, but we all have blind spots that we don't want to look at. And only, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's like careful, but, but through friendships and relationships, someone forcefully saying you need to look at this or end of the road, there's no one else giving you a hand. So you have to change. Mm-hmm. Right. And isn't it the people closest to you that provide that? Yeah. Ideally. Yeah, ideally, yes. I guess what I'm saying is I look at my, I can be critical of my partner and go, well, he had these blocks Mm -hmm. and, you know, and he didn't, he wasn't willing to change on them. So I was out of there, you know, and you go, well, what, where weren't you willing to change? And either way, like, you know, aren't you a better partner if you can come to that, to that person and say, hey, I noticed you are refusing to change on these fronts and, um, and it's really hurting us these, this way hurting me this way yes. I, you know I don't know just sort of constructively breaking it down rather than, than blaming doing yes blaming. rather than blaming and, and rather than like uh existing solely in the emotional right. and kind of getting lost in that soup 
Right. Um, the emotions, I think, are guideposts for why isn't something working, right? You go, well, I know it's not working because I feel like shit. Mm-hmm. So why, why do I feel like shit? And then you have to trace it back. The emotion is not the end of the road. The emotion is the beginning. True, true. It, it, yeah, I agree. It is a flagpost. And yeah, and, and allowing also being open to that road leading back to you, you know, mm, yeah. because it always does. Like if, oh, in God. any dynamic, <laughs> no, if there's anything, you, of course, uh-huh. it takes two. You know, if there's anything wrong, there is your side that's failing and their side that is failing. Absolutely. So it, I think also approaching the issue saying this isn't working. I've looked at it. I'm I, and being open and vulnerable about what may be going on and wrong with you and maybe by being that vulnerable and open and willing to look at it it will then entice them or give them a safe place to also look at it themselves you know whereas like that's a good point admitting your own right if you have the courage to step up and share then that might create the safe space for them right as opposed to and you're right if i'm honest i remember distinct moments where i where i said okay i'm ready to step up and then they said okay say it and i got scared and i wasn't as honest as i should have been you know, and you start to, oh, well, I meant the, you know, kind of, I, you know, and you, you do the 50% version. Maybe it's writing it down so that, you know, and rehearsing with friends. I find that helps a lot, actually. I do that a lot. What did I want to say? I wanted to say this and not, not falling off course. Yeah. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. Definitely. If like, if you're like afraid to say it. Yeah, no, I, no, I, what I was thinking, I was making a face. Um, <laughs> no, I was thinking about you, you and your situation. I'm like, is it I like time to write a letter? <laughs> oh, it is. No, after this, after this episode, I'm writing a long letter to my ex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Begging to come back. No, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. No, but, but um, clarifying. Yeah, taking responsibility and clarifying things that we haven't talked about since leaving, yeah. since going our own way, our, our own ways. Uh, and that'll feel good. I mean, I think that anyway, I think there's a lot of power in that. I think there's more power in saying what you're feeling too. I feel like I've lately. And if I'm honest, I think a lot of friends will go, well, but don't say this. And And sometimes you can, you're worried because you go, well, I don't know. My emotions not quite accurate, but I just repeatedly find the more we say what we're feeling and thinking, but immediately the, the better you get to speak like to truth, because I feel like our culture has an avoidant culture happening right now. Like we are Mm -hmm. totally in an avoidant space and everyone goes, I noticed I was chatting with a friend on the phone and she was avoiding her emotions. She said, well, I'm feeling this and I don't trust them. So I'm not going to tell my partner what I'm thinking yet. And I said, great, well, you know, but in a week you're going to forget and it's going to be buried and and you're not going to accurately say it. I said, so why don't you just tell him what you're feeling right now? I mean, I get the whole like, I don't trust my emotions, meaning like I don't trust where they're coming from or they're coming from fear, insecurity, this, that, like what what place is it coming from? But even voicing that. I was, yeah, exactly. Just voicing you got to like, have that I don't know where this is coming from and but I'm you know, feeling but this, this is what I'm feeling. I just want you to know. Yeah. And, because it immediately opens up dialogue and gives them a chance to address it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh. Can I just say one one factor or point with this whole conversation I wanted to make, which is sort of just sort of an add-on, is, um, you know, this little question, like my Santa Claus healer would oh, say yeah. it, was like, are we having sex too soon? I know we don't. <laughs> Listen, I have I'm, no comment. I'm Silence. putting us out of business, okay, <laughs> by saying this. But I think it's, you know, this is something that's been in the back of my mind, you that know, we, that, and that you we've can only, mentioned here and there. But um, that only like as you get older, do you start to value? Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, but what he's saying, you know, what he's basically was saying is he's like, look, you know, 
yeah, it's a chemical high when you connect with someone physically. And even when you think you're in love with them or you are in love with them or there's all like being physical with someone is going to create um, a connection for sure. Right. So he said it's going to um, cloud your judgment in answering this list of 10 questions, very important questions, which Stephanie did not write down and has now forgotten. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But answering those questions, it's going to be like not as clear and you're not going to, your judgment's off. This is a very simple concept, but I honestly... This brings me back to my larger issue culturally, though, which is also that we don't have enough consistent regular touch from people. And I I had a friend who also... Like, we wouldn't be jumping into the bed so soon uh if we had normal cultural communal touch. Yes, let's hold hands. We're holding holding hands hands right now. This is nice. This work is going to keep us from making pet (sighs) relationship decisions. (laughs) Petting Stephanie's hand right now. Look, I think... um, I agree with you. I had a friend. I had a friend who felt distressed because she didn't want to have sex with, like, on the first date with the guy and, you know, or, or the second date even. Like, she was trying to hold off but she was craving touch and she's attracted to him and so then it felt good so she she technically did it sooner than she wanted to and as a result and I but then and then felt bad about it and I said I said look you can't feel guilty you're you need human touch like human touch is normal and this person you like and you're building a bond with I mean look you know me I'm the last person to wait very long I mean even at, at Burning Man this was interesting my my Burning Man lover um he he like even said that he he said you know i appreciate that you didn't sort of play this game of you know okay well i'm gonna wait a while and then maybe we'll hook up and you know and he but he was also surprised that i was so open you know there was sort of this beginning phase where he's like do you would you would you like to uh join me in my <laughs> you know in my tent and i was like yeah i was just waiting i thought you wanted to stay out still like let's go <laughs> but the, but that's because i wanted to share in that way i mean i think again there's always the way you approach a clear it. boundary you, you i mean you knew what you wanted and where, where you guys were and yeah clear yeah i think yeah. so so i don't know that it's you know never don't have that sex but but I do think it's knowing the power of it. And Can like, I just we're say it's also bond. Burning Man? <laughs> okay, where I'm just saying there's a timeline. You guys are only there for a certain That's amount true. of days. It's not like a longer term, right? We it's not like you saying. meet in the real world where it's like, what is this going to to um, develop into? Or you know what I mean? What are we? Yeah, are we are we trying to lock in to grow something bigger than ourselves? Right. And can I also add, like, as much as you? And I agree with you. I agree that you know. By a lack, having a lack of physical touch, we're sort of we're hungry to connect physically and intimately. But I also want to make this same statement on a more emotional, deeper level, where I feel like there's a lot of I think people use sex for self validation mm. and for ego validation. Oh no, as well. No, I mean all of us to some degree. You know, I just say I don't feel as attractive when I'm not having sex, which I thought was interesting. Like lately, I haven't been. That is interesting. Haven't been fucking a lot, everyone. And you're <laughs> feeling bad about yourself Just this month. Not bad, but I noticed it's something about. But I think this goes back to not having physical touch. So now that I'm not having sex, I'm not being touched a lot. And what I'm saying is, it's almost like a like I can't like I don't feel myself or like I don't know my body as well. I personally am of the viewpoint that uh, if we ever come to rely and depend on anything to feel powerful and to feel good about ourselves this is a red flag nicely said yeah personally Mm -hmm. um so 
uh so yes so but i so i feel like that's happening too in culture where we jump into bed also because it it makes us feel good on an internal level no you're right and then but that's that early phase infatuation i feel like we had that episode about what's real love versus false love mm -hmm. and with dr cookerly Mm -hmm. it was great but he i think that that can be the infatuation phase where you go this person makes me feel amazing (laughs) and it's like that shit's gonna fade You know, so I think that goes back to what's your bigger picture of like, what do you want in life? Is this person excited to create that with you? I know that. And and I think and what my Santa Claus guy was saying is you're not like you find that out before you jump into bed. And, you know, as I've been having a little bit more experiences doing the waiting game, Mm -hmm. um, which I've been enjoying. um, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) You guys tell me what you think. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're right. A lot of relationships have different meanings. Look, there's another, you know, I have a lover who's married, who's married. So, so he's in in a somewhat open dynamic. I don't want people to like, there is, there is an open agreement with his long-term partner, the, the woman he married that they have a a bit of an open flow. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that for them, they've been together a really long time. They've been together since I think, um, college and, uh, and in their forties now. And, uh, and have children and they've committed to walking a road together. But don't you think it's interesting that, and this came up too between you and me when we were talking about this, but that it's like this cyclical thing. Like, like do we lock our relationships too much into being one thing, you know, like, like for example, my like, well, their relationship relationship has to be everything or, well, yes. Or that it has, yes. And that, um, like what's to like you can keep it together if you give it room to flow from maybe one state to another you know yeah like even you and your partner it's like okay i need to go figure my shit out for a minute right and let's like i'm not my best version in this relationship right but like I'm we're, not we're together and we're fighting right but we're committed i'm not running away but it's just i need to go on a powwow you know mm-hmm. and or um yeah i don't know I mean, well i think about it you know so so my parents split completely uh and I do believe that it happened a little bit from my mother being young and having expectations and then my father not meeting them and uh, and that clashing, you know, with a with a fair, fairly large age difference. Uh, and I and I and then I look at, you know, my aunt and uncle, a couple I have a couple aunts and uncles where I know that they had huge fights. You know, my father would tell me about them and, and you go, oh, and, you know, she'd show up at their, our house and stay with us for a month. I mean, a month you know, and yeah. say, that's it, this is done. And never ended, though, and they're still together. And so I, I do wonder about the power of the break. And even I'm not saying that they handled it the most maturely, obviously, she was storming out saying I'm done, and somehow they would come back together. But, you know, could you go, you know what, I, I'm not my best version right now. And I've got to go take Have a breather. Time, yeah, got to go do that that month or whatever i got to go on a pilgrimage got to find myself and let's reconvene in a month or whatever it is yeah i mean i'm a f- i've i'm a fan of that i think yeah <laughs> i think i haven't no, it's tested tough. that it's exactly, interesting because i think we're hitting on you know it's so great to have buddha on from dude panel mm-hmm. the other day but he's been very open about you know in his blogs about his separation from his wife mm-hmm. um they i think were together four to five years something mm-hmm. like this and uh and it'll be interesting to see how they develop as well in terms of that but i think his point was also that checklist of 10 things that you know why do i want to be with this partner right. and sex of course is going to create that bond so 
you know, taking that time. Can you, yeah, to answer those questions minus the sex bond? Well, and, you know, when we talk about this, I go, look, I walked a, a road intentionally in the sense of there were experiences I wanted to have and things I needed to know. And some of that did come from having different lovers. Are there other ways of doing it? Probably. Um, I do think that one of the great pleasures of life is the physical, of is the sexual, is the, you know, yeah. that a power of connection, because it is a beautiful way to connect. Yeah. And our bodies have such capacity for for, sure. for pleasure. I mean, look, I like it's so funny because when we first started this conversation, like I I did not think that it would open up all these like I know monogamy you or non monogamy. You were just like, like, oh, T, you're you're getting scared. Yes, yes. <laughs> Back you know, pedaling like, into the don't. old relationship, <laughs> the safe cocoon. But but in actual, it's like, yeah. But if both of us have been bringing up these, you know, have raised this question for ourselves, like, well, are we just restarting an old record like what's keeping us from settling down I don't know look we're nearing the end of our time here in summary I guess I would say okay for me yeah okay here yeah I mean this is my understanding of it right now is that had I committed like really stuck with my ex-partners um I would have been sacrificing a very large part of myself in order to do so in hindsight uh only because of who i because now i feel much more mm, in alignment with myself and like i know well you myself found your more. orgasm which for me i did find my orgasm being in your power <laughs> <laughs> but there's also that's been a journey too i found many levels of orgasm and and, and this isn't going to stop like i'm going to keep explo- like discovering more and more about myself and more power and whatnot but the fundamental core thing that I feel like I've discovered in the past whatever years, uh, I don't think that's going anywhere, you know, whereas before um, it was still so hidden. Mm -hmm. So I guess I feel like had I committed to the Italian, um, yeah, that would have been a big sacrifice. I would not uh, have had a partner that I could really totally emotionally connect with and I would be living in a secret world with just me. Yeah, you know, and that probably I mean, down the road, like it would take a lot of discipline to not want to fulfill the intimacy of that emotional connection with someone. Mm-hmm. And and I knew that like he's not he's just not he might grow in some capacity in that form. But, you know, that one person that you met at, you know, at a much earlier time in your life. No, I'm talking about the Italian, but oh, like, sorry, but sorry. also, but even, and even the one, the first boyfriend, mm-hmm. like had I stayed and committed with him, I, pr- I would have sacrificed pr- probably like really a large part of who I was to come and like listening to a part of myself. I, you know, yeah. so I guess in that sense, I'm grateful that I did not commit to those. Right. Right. You come know, hell and, or high water. Right. And that I, you know, stayed, <laughs> because it was coming <laughs> <laughs> and that I've stayed committed to discovering me. Um, but what that makes me think about or realize, I guess, think about ponder is like how we raise kids and it's like, okay, well, had I, maybe not been spent 18 years of my life in high school of like a system telling me the way the world is like had I been raised differently in nature where or whatever like where you really get to know yourself fast and you're face to face with the world in a way that you like have to to develop a value system you know and you really you don't there's no bullshit to to lob on 
you know, <laughs> I guess. Like, so if we live in a different world, um, yeah, then maybe I would have known that sooner. Right. That's my only, that's the only thing I can really that's think of That's the only this point. possible contrast. I, I, well, I think it's interesting is, in some ways, I think you and I both have differences in the way that we write our own, our own lives are different, sure, and, you yeah. know, and so part of me goes, you know, at the root of it, I go, well, maybe it's knowing what your values are, your value systems and sticking with those, you know, I mean, the question is, sometimes we go, well, is my value system off? And do I, but I think there's certain fundamentals that maybe don't change that aren't wrong or right, but are kind of the human experience. Uh, well, I don't know what I valued when I was 19 totally changed. I valued having a degree and like mm. being seen as this and yeah, yeah, yeah. Status. And I thought that was real. Like I didn't. Uh-huh. Like, That's true. I, I, at that age, I also, yeah, I was told to value status more. I mean, I sensed it on a deep level that there was something awry here that I wasn't fully tapped into because it didn't fully, fully excite me. It intellectually excited me, but it didn't really get my engines going. But I didn't have the experience of really having had my engines being lit to contrast that too yeah you know that's a good point um Um, yeah no no I I guess I guess what I what is funny is I coming out of this conversation I don't know that I think I'm just embarking on a new journey a new perspective because I think I'm I'm starting to think more about my family history and what I've been taught to value and which things do I do I now want to carry forward and um and some of them they are sort of the rooted family values and I kind of go oh shit you know, I don't know that I, yeah, I think I believe in supporting each other and, and committing to someone where you build something together. I think a lot of us have been taught that, but but maybe haven't been shown the tools to really make that work. Right. Um, you know, and then I, and in, my, in this menstrual cycle phase, I'm going, God, you know, I don't know, my parents split up. Like, did they need to? Yeah. You know, and, 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 um, is there security and being sure that you hate the other person? And that's why, you know, and you're on this new quest and you, you know, maybe there's flexibility in, in coming back instead of running away. And I don't know. Well, we'll see. I know I hear you, but it, but it is, it awakened something in me about, about our choices and, and what we invest in and, you know, really, really wanting to see that flower rather than not, uh, not rooting anywhere. Yeah. I hear you. That's beautiful. It's beautiful that you can see that. Oh, thanks. I hope uh, all of you listening have maybe <laughs> found some inner well, peace too or brought up some good things for you to consider and talk about with your partner. Feel free to listen to the show with them if they can't understand what the hell you're talking about when you get home excited. I feel like that would happen a lot. I'd be like, I read this book. Oh, yeah, read right. this sentence. You know, and then there's no context and the partner goes, excuse what? me? I'm not on the same page. I think it's a challenge. How do you get yourselves on the same page? Listen to the show. Together together read the books together (laughs) that makes a difference yeah uh thank you all for listening uh it's been another episode of tna talk (laughs) sex because sex isn't ever just about sex episode 118 and don't forget to go to stephanieallen.com slash massage to sign up for the newsletter so you can get updates on when those how to sensual massage videos are coming out yes uh also i just want to emphasize stephanie with a ph i know sometimes there's confusion so stephanie ph so stephanie allen.com forward slash massage uh for these really fun videos um and very informative you'll learn all my secrets of seven years um 
write us at the advice at tatalksex.com. Uh, it sounded like I said the yes. advice at sorry advice at tatalksex.com uh, for any questions or thoughts you have on this. Um, at the end of the month, I love sharing the stories that you guys write us as well, and we can do that anonymously if you're more comfortable, uh, as well as questions. Yeah, any questions you. you guys have, whether it's um, advice on any kind, anything you want our take on that right. might be going on with you guys, either like in your sex life or emotionally, or or just something that you're pondering, or yeah. a theoretical or philosophical question. Just um, well, we'll find the yeah. expert as well if we don't have the answer yeah. ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so for um, you, so anything swirling around in there. Yep. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, uh, TA Talk Sex the same thing on Instagram and Twitter TA Talk Sex where we've had some great conversations with a couple of you uh, on Twitter and whatnot so um, so go ahead and write us there as well if you'd like alright this has been an episode of TNA Talk Sex I'm T and I'm A <laughs>